0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 189. John and Wendy, welcome back, John Baldino. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How are you, John?
0: Wendy, I am well. We are very excited. We're always excited to have John with us, (laughs) but we're even more excited when John was kind enough to sponsor this month of the Social Hour with Humoriso. So we are very excited to have him him and his team back on board. We're going to be talking more about that in this episode and talking throughout the month about all the Mm -hmm. great things they have going on. We wanted to let people know, though, too, Wendy, it's hard to believe it's been a little over a year since we did our last pledge drive.
1: It has been. It has been. I'm excited because it's really your opportunity as our listeners as people part of our community to share your favorite episodes we're not asking for money we're not doing the traditional PBS you know pledge drive don't don't send us your money um, send us stickers we like those this is your opportunity share your favorite episode hashtag it do we have our hashtag John I don't have it in front of me once
0: yeah we're gonna once again use listen to hrsh
1: yeah so tag it.
0: Like Wendy said, this is not a PBS pledge drive. We're not asking for funds. No. Uh, we're not sending out Le Mis uh, gift bags or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, we will have something along the way, or one of those great things. You know, they used to always have those amazing giveaways. Of course, you know it'd be the yeah. uh, a- Andrew Lloyd Webber thing or the Lawrence Welk stuff. Which, by the way, Lawrence Welk. My parents still watch Lawrence Welk on PBS every up every with Saturday Lawrence night. Welk. Grew well, up I did too, and the, Bobby and uh,
1: Sissy. <laughs>
0: we're not giving out Bobby and Sissy no. T-shirts either. So,
1: oh, I'll 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 sing the uh, the goodbye song on your voicemail. There's our prize.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> folks. You, she's put it out there. That's I put it that's out one there. of the I, that's one of maybe the, several things that we'll have for people to do. But throughout the month <laughs> October, it is. And, and Wendy, isn't it hard to believe it's October? I it's crazy. I yeah, it's crazy.
1: Um, I'm still having a hard time believing it's 2021. Much well, less already October.
0: Not not much left in 2021. No. However, we did want to do another pledge drive. We felt like this yeah. was a great month to do that. Again, hashtag listen to HRSH. Share your favorite shows. Share this yeah. episode. Share every episode as it comes out each week yes. uh, using that tag. And, and we will be sending out something. You know, last year it was the bottle openers. No. Most people got them. We had kind <laughs> of a... Kind of some issues Most with people, that, but yeah. but we're all we always like uh, having new new things to yes. send out. And again, all you got to do is tag, and that that gets you something. It's easy, but not a Les Mis bag, and not anything Lawrence woke. No, That's,
1: well, not lamez, but only hmm. put my Girl Scouts to work.
0: <laughs> we'll think of something. We'll
1: come up with something.
0: We're really excited to have John back with yes. us. I don't think he needs much of an introduction, but no, let's see what no. you got, Wendy, and we'll go ahead and get started.
1: Three things I'm going to share about John. First, he sent us the longest bio ever, especially when we asked for a short bio. Um, So he holds that title. That is not a challenge for any new um, guests. Uh, Please don't try to break that. Um, Two, he is part of John Cubed. From Lash, from 2019, from our trip to Grand Forks for North Dakota Sherm conference. Um, And he recently shared he is celebrating 30 years in HR, which is crazy. So we've got lots of years of experience on the show tonight, which is exciting and happy. And I'm so, so excited to be able to see John Baldino tonight. But John, we always have to ask, what's in your glass
2: Hello, everyone. I am drinking ginger tea this evening. Ooh. Yes, uh, that is the sure sign that I have been in human resources for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. It might be that ginger beer that Ohio Sherm sent me with a bottle yeah. of vodka. Oh, to make some, to make nice. For
1: yes,
2: I forgot about that. Yes, that's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: i slightly <laughs> step up from the ginger tea.
0: <laughs> John, it's amazing to think. So, you last appeared on the show was episode fifty-eight, which was March of twenty nineteen. And typically, this first episode of the quarter is where are they now? And that's why you're here with us. Is that you're? It's a, all about where is John? So, what have you been up to since then?
2: <laughs> Not much. Uh, you know, I mean, March of twenty nineteen almost seems like a lifetime ago, right? There's been so much that's gone on. Uh, the past couple of years, of course. And, uh, and so I, I guess in the positive end of things, Humoriso has grown quite a bit, continues to grow. Uh, I think our opportunities to help organizations, especially is how things have been the past couple of years, has been a good challenge. Um, on a personal note, the third kid is in college. Hallelujah.
1: <laughs> Hallelujah.
2: And so the empty nest ish stuff has kind of begun and Kathy and I, you know, are making plans and doing things and it's really kind of fun, uh, to, to be at this stage of life.
1: Nice. I, I got, I got a few more years. <laughs> I know.
2: D- don't be jealous. But I will tell you, yeah. I have to mention this because Wendy you said this. My children all were forced to watch Lawrence Welk as well by me. <laughs> and, and, um, I sold it to my girls when they were very young by saying things like, "Look at the beautiful dresses that the girls are wearing, oh, right?" Yeah. So that they would sit and look because, especially Olivia, my oldest daughter, she just loved everything that was kind of flowy. And you know, this was like oh. chiffon oh, you know, oh, on steroids, yeah. and so yeah, <laughs> so she would just see them spin, Aww. you know, Bobby and Sissy, and yeah. and all these people right? <laughs> doing all. And she just would be mesmerizing. And and then when they got a little bit older and were like, why are you making us watch this? That's
1: when it all (laughs) went downhill. (laughs) That's kind of how I got my girls to watch Carol Burnett with us. Oh, we did. We've done the the Carol Burnett. Yes, yes. They, there's a there's a skit with Steve Martin when he does comedy for dogs, and I remember this because we recently watched it. And they oh that's gosh, their favorite yes. one because there's yes. like five different large dogs uh, essentially attacking Steve Martin. So it's yes, it's awesome, it's
2: fantastic.
1: <laughs> yes. We've all completed completely dated ourselves, kids. Yes. If you were born after a 1978, yeah. go ahead and Google Lawrence Welk and Carol Burnett. Mm. You will not be sorry.
2: Yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, oh, yeah. um, let's let's bring it back to the future <laughs> here. Uh, the last eighteen months or so um, have been really difficult for all of us. Talk about some of the specific challenges that Humoriso faced with your client base.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question. Actually, I, I'll actually say first, you know, Humoriso faced its own challenges. Um, as an organization, and just for context for everybody listening, Humoriso is a national HR consulting firm. And so when you're doing human resources consulting for organizations that are um, furloughing or laying off people as a result, you know, at the onset, particularly of the mandates of um, city and state and federal mandates, we were down uh, in the first 60 days, um, easily 35% revenue wise. Wow, And um, because we, you know, one of the things that we just made a decision to do was to continue, of course, to support the organizations mm-hmm. that we're supporting. Um, but, you know, some of them were closed or down to a handful of people. And sure. so they couldn't pay. They, they weren't even open, you know, to be collecting revenue on their end to then pass along and pay for services and, you uh, we just decided to keep going. Um, we are a third-party administrator for a lot of our clients as well. When it comes to unemployment, I don't need to tell you what the mail was like for us for those <laughs> few months with <laughs> with all the unemployment coming in, and then unemployment deciding to turn off all their fax machines at the state level, so everything oh. was by mail. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hi, hello oh. New York. Hello New York. Oh. <laughs> it's it's you know mildly lighthearted trying to look back, but it was really difficult for organizations. And we had some of our um hospitality related organizations, hotel, um, restaurant, uh, some retail that closed. They just they had to just close. Um, and we we have had some that never were able to reopen. And um so you know, I say all that because I know that we are still on a road to recovery, but we really did our very best to be supportive to not just the businesses, but the individuals who obviously were impacted, who didn't know how they were going to make ends meet, and so we spent a lot of time talking to people, um, crying with people, um, being broken with people who just were scared. And uh, I would say what I look at now is I don't know that all of those feelings are gone for people, um, but I think that they've they've tried to figure out better how to uh, cope. With this, yeah. the uncertainty, because we're still in uncertainty, right? A lot of, We're much. still not sure, right? We're about how things are going to progress. What do we do about vaccines? Do they work? Do they not work? How do I stay safe? I don't want to go back to the office. I need to go back to the office. I don't have a choice but to go back to a location because my my profession can't be done remotely. You know, one of my good friends is a is a doctor. And he's like, John, I, I can do some things by Zoom, but I, I can't you know, perform some minor surgery by Zoom. I actually have to be with you. And and so, you know, it isn't just the people that need to like clean your apartment or make your pizza. It's all levels of right. blue and white collar industry that have to be thoughtful about what's what's done in person and, and what has the opportunity to be done, say, remotely. Um, and so we're still trying to navigate those waters with our clients. And, uh, you know, daily, it's something, obviously the most recent stuff just continues to add and compound the conversations,
0: John. You talked about some of the issues you had within, even within the organization. Yeah, and you you address those, and you've gone through some growth. I believe that, haven't you? Even added uh, some staff that are previous guests of this podcast.
2: I have. You know, one of my I'm going to say this that makes it sound like everybody else is is you know Swiss cheese, so to speak. <laughs> but you know what. As as the two of you know that, you know, one of my bromances for a very long time is Keith Enox. And so Keith and I have been sweeting on each other for years. And so for the right situation to finally come together and Keith join the team is just a dream for me. I mean, he's awesome. The ever talented, if you ask him, Kevin Hubbard has also joined (laughs) the team as well. And, and um I'll actually also mention which will likely be a surprise because it's brand new but especially by the time this broadcast it's brand new um Sarah Morgan is joining the humoriso team oh. as well wow so yeah yeah so we are very How excited fantastic. yeah 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 so it's been a really in addition to the the uh, you know the rocks that have been there for years I mean, Victorio uh, Milian has been with me for over eight years, and he's obviously going through it with what he gets to support in New York City. Uh, and uh, that's been quite a time. So it's really fun to have these folks as well as a bunch of others that haven't yet been on the on the broadcast uh, who who are doing all this great work. So, yeah, been really fun. It's actually been really, really fun.
0: That is a that's a murderer's row of talent there mm-hmm. for sure, John. Oh, it is, and amazing. there's me, and there's me. <laughs> hey, you're the figurehead at this point. Yeah. You are I Lawrence are. Walk with the baton. That's that's yeah. your job. Wonderful, man. wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> with all these great things going on within the organization, also in the midst of a pandemic, you made a major move with your family to Florida i did so talk a little bit about that and how has that changed operations for <laughs> humoriso Has it and how's that all been yeah. it, that's a pretty major event there
2: yes right and contextually again for those that don't know so i'm from the philadelphia area south jersey and uh yeah packed everybody up and headed to florida on memorial day weekend and uh that's a huge move and and i will tell you it's it's twofold right so we kathy and i knew my wife Kathy and I knew that we wanted to head South at some point for a variety of reasons, but you know, not the least of which being great weather, better weather. And so our, as I mentioned, our third, Cassie, our third child uh, uh, was selecting a, her colleges, right? What she, where she thought she was going to go and narrowing down the list. And she um, was looking South as well. And so I had Frankie in Virginia. Olivia was already in Florida at school and Cassie wound up choosing a school in Florida on the other side of of the state. And uh, Kathy and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, what are we doing here? You know, (laughs) everybody's going south. Uh, We should do the same. And uh, I think I may have shared with with both of you maybe before, or at least, you know, in some sort of side conversation, you know, my dream really was to even go further south. I was was looking more at Costa Rica. uh, And uh, um, my wife said, uh I if you pick Costa Rica, I'll not be joining you. And so <laughs> I took that I took that as a challenge for a couple of weeks, <laughs> I will tell. You. <laughs> so, um but then I thought better of it, right? So we went as far south as Florida. And and as far as you know the family is concerned, it's been a great move. It's this it's I feel like I delivered the most easy, stress-free move ever. No problems with the movers. They were fantastic. Wow. The home sold quickly, multiple offers. The home we got, we got you know a great deal on in the midst of this this really you know um, housing boom going on, and just things seem to work out um, in that regard. But as far as the business is concerned, you know obviously that's a concern. Um, and one of the things that I, I can say very clearly, in, in fact, in some of the people that we just mentioned, um, the business is not Baldino, which I love being able to say. Um, the the business is is the full gamut of talent that's there, and so already pre pandemic, we we've, we've had staff that live in other places. They're never coming into into a corporate office. They're working out of their homes, and you know, Victorio, if if Victorio's life depended upon it, he couldn't find the corporate office. I'm going to tell you that right
0: now. <laughs> okay.
2: and, uh, and, and he's, you know, when he listens to this, he will, you know, laugh and then, you know, say, I'm right. That, that's how we were already set up. And so the pandemic just sort of amplified the fact that we had great structures in place, great communication tools. And we just, I would say took it to, to the next right step in that. And so me being in Florida, um, primarily hasn't done much to change how things operate. Uh, you know, obviously people don't see me in the office the way that they used to, but we're on teams and, and all day long. And these people who work at Humoriso are hilarious, hilarious, and just have this awesome chat with one another all day long that we're all a part of. And in the midst of sharing good information and supporting each other, they're just so fun. So it ha- we haven't missed a beat. I
1: love it. John, recently, you've been able to attend a few in-person conferences to speak. So you, you, yes. you went back to North Dakota, which is awesome. I, I'm
2: big, big in North Dakota. I love, yes. <laughs> love you there.
1: love you there. So any surprises to how events are being managed? Or have you noticed any real changes? In, and how have the attendees been to, uh, to where you've gone in person?
2: Everywhere I've been, the attendance has been down from where it would, would have been pre pandemic in terms of in person. And I, I expected that, but it, it hasn't been terrible. You know, it hasn't been, you know, bottom numbers, so to speak. I think that people are still feeling um, that they can control their own safety decisions. And so certainly there are people who were, you know, masked when they say didn't need to be by legislation or mandate uh, I was in Vegas. Uh, at the Sherman National Conference, which, uh, you know, the Vegas was, is mask mandate when you're inside and everyone was still, you know, wearing their masks. We you did not see a lot of pushback there. HR Tech is vaccine mandated, uh, in Vegas plus masks. So you, you know, can't go if you weren't vaccinated. And, and so, um, I would say that, you know, with all of those again on the national level and the state and smaller level, people are still cautious they are thoughtful. It isn't a free for all. I know that some people are worried that that's what it's become. It really has not. I have to say that that everybody's been very respectful. The only th- area I would say that I see being tough is that social distancing piece. Uh, the, the seating and some of those things, of course, are set up in a way that you can be socially distant, but even just walking through the halls and going from place to place, it's tough to maintain that six, six feet, you know, apart kind of thing. It'd be, it's just practically more difficult to do that. But people have been hungry f- for connection in, in a, in a, in a physical way. Um, and I don't mean that in a sort of, you know, bounce go bow wow kind of way. I mean it more in a, in a, you know, just, <laughs> just want to be with each other and miss each other. Um, and so people have been really thoughtful. I, I there are people that I saw that I haven't seen obviously in a couple of years. And we we wanted to hug, right? And and just and, and for some we're just like, look, we know it's a, we're we're mentally hugging. We know that we're here for one another, but we don't want to set that tone. Um, and that's a, a respectful decision. It's funny. One of the the uh, at the Sherm National Conference, Patty Labelle performed, and I just want to make sure I say this because Patty is from Philadelphia, and I got to give her props. She killed it. She killed it. Holy cow! Eight inch platforms singing her butt off, Damn. this seven, <laughs> 77 years old killed wow. it, killed it. Wow. And and before she performed, she had, uh, some people came backstage and she, she said they were clear on the other side of her. You know, there were stanchions roped off. They, they could not get close to her. And she said, it was so difficult for me because she, this is her talking, I'm a hugger, she said. And every time I meet people backstage, I want to hug and love them for being there and being supportive of me. And I couldn't do it. And she said, I, and she apologized. She said, I, I know it's the pandemic, but I just want you to know that's not where my heart is. And I, and people really resonated with that because I think everybody still kind of feels that way, right? We're being safe, but, but the love is still there.
0: It's great news to hear. I know, Wendy, you and Wendy, you just got back from a conference and Mm -hmm. how was, how was that? South Dakota, yeah.
1: In South, Yeah, in South Dakota. So it was, it was good. Um, I just went down for the day because I was in Sioux Falls, so driving distance. Everyone who was in a mask works for the same company I do because we have mask mandates in our office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there weren't a lot of masks, um, not a lot of uh, physical distancing, which I was a little disappointed in. But we also don't have a mask mandate in the state or in any of the cities at this time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which it was a little worrying, but... You know, we, we all take our risks. We, we take our um, figure out our comfort levels. So I had my yeah. mask on when I when I could, when I wasn't speaking or um, introducing anyone. I had a great brought in two keynote speakers who had never been to South Dakota before. So kind of felt like I should be there <laughs> since I yeah. encouraged them to bring them in. But I, I'm happy that a lot of the national conferences are taking it um, taking it seriously. And you know, yeah. we, we got to do what we can to to get out of this.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It was funny when, when I spoke at the North Dakota state conference, there too, the masks are not mandated, right? But one of the comments was, you know, in our, the vaccination numbers in North Dakota were kind of low. But they were commenting that the highest percentage of people that were vaccinated in the state were at that conference. All the HR people knew to be vaccinated,
1: right? Right. <laughs> and they yeah. they
2: were there. I'm, I'm guessing
1: that there was a high percentage of vaccinated folks at, at the yeah. South Dakota conference as well. We're we're doing what we can, trying to stay safe. And yes, um, But it was it was nice to be out and to to see people again. And like I said, hopefully, 2022, maybe we can all make a return to to North Dakota. So we can put in the plug to the third part of John cubed to uh, John friend
0: to get us there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> John, one of the things that we've started to do over the last year is crowdsource questions to help us out and take some of the burden of that away. In this case, Jules Breslin asks, describe yourself as a box of cereal. Thanks, Jules. <laughs>
2: uh... <laughs> This is kind of half funny and half, I guess, kind of thoughtful. So, as a kid, sugar cereal was kind of a treat, um, and so I usually, if when, when we had it, I had it at night. I couldn't start my day with sugar cereal; it either had to be Cheerios or, or something like that, right? Um, so it would be Count Chocula, and I think now um, I kind of I kind of resemble Count the Count a little bit as <laughs> I get older. <laughs> There's that. Um, plus, I feel like, you know, he emerges at the Halloween season, you know, and this is this is the monster. prime time, prime time for those monster
0: cereals. Yes yeah. and,
2: and Frankenberry. Yes. So I want to represent all those that are kind of, you know, put back into a cabinet for 11 months after <laughs> after October.
1: <laughs> Maybe that should be one of the uh, the prizes for the. Oh. For our pledge drive is a a box of Count Chocula sound, but signed by oh. Mr. Baldino. I'd be happy to. <laughs>
2: be happy to.
1: I think we just need a wild array of weird, <laughs> weird prizes this this time. We got to <laughs> stick with the PBS pledge drive. I, I'm yeah, I'm going a going down oh, the you
0: road. Can, here. Well, now they have that monster mash box too. I saw that all the with all I the no well, yeah.
1: I was but, thinking
2: <laughs> about that. The HR social hour monogram like roach clips now because with the marijuana oh, no. being oh. no, I can't do no. this No, no, oh, just no. no. I don't stuff.
0: think that's on. We don't ask what's in your bowl. It's what's. Let's stick to what's, what's in your glass. Not no, I, I think we'll stick to what's in your glass. I'll let you do the humoriso clips. About oh that. no, forget that. Oh. Forget it. <laughs>
1: I knew this was going to go off the rails a bit. Um, (laughs) John, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. And uh, you get the shortened version because you did the long version before. What career did little Johnny want, dream of, when he was a child?
2: It it is a long list. I will tell you, overarching of everything was, I I wanted to be in entertainment. So I always knew that I wanted to, I act, I would sing. I didn't sing well, I acted better. Uh, But I went through doctor, architect, psychologist, teacher. Like I went through all those things, but there was always that back
0: in my mind, entertainer of some sort. John, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know?
2: I'm going to, I'll be, I'll say too quickly, Demona D and I just met Dave Castle. Just two great people. Uh, Demona is fabulous. Love her. Love her.
1: John, how do you maintain balance?
2: (laughs) Uh, Besides uh, moving
1: to Florida.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that uh, for me, I'm I'm more thoughtful about integration than balance. And what I mean by that is, I I felt like at the times in my life when I tried to have balance, that became uh, an additional stressor for me that I didn't feel balanced. And when I started thinking about it as how do I incorporate these areas of my life that, you know, we all know human resources. Things happen at times of the day that are inconvenient. You cannot put everything into a box. And so how do I integrate who I am into the ways in which I get to express um, in my professional and personal life? Um, And so I just make sure, though, that each day that I I take the time, when the time is there, to step away. I exercise regularly regularly. I read regularly, I pray regularly, I journal regularly, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that I have to do it at this time every day. I I just let it happen as it needs to happen throughout the day.
0: John, what's a hobby or a thing you really like to do that would surprise people? I
2: I feel like I'm such an open book. I don't know that there's anything that would surprise people, (laughs) but I will tell you most nights before I go to bed, I don't really watch television before I fall asleep. I'm not one of those people, but I play solitaire Almost every night, which seems like such a like mm, mm, kind of thing to do, (laughs) but it just kind of like Uh, settles me down playing a little, you know, and then I go to sleep.
1: My father-in-law used to do that.
2: Hmm. That sounds like a very, like, elderly father-in-law. Thing too. Thank you. Thanks, Wendy. Do you play with actual cards, or do you play on your phone? or a No, oh, now I do it on my... I have a tablet. I okay. do it on the tablet. I would do it with real cards, but it it just got to be too difficult to clean up when I'd fall asleep, and then I'd have cards all on the sheets the next morning.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> you strewn out all laid over. Really- <laughs> oh,
1: the... That- That's awesome. That's just awesome. All right. Well, lastly, John, um, as you know, we're outsourcing some of our work here. If you could ask the next guest of the podcast, any question, what would it be?
2: Yeah, I I think uh, mine's going to be more on a technical nature and I would love to hear from the next person. How has their ideal candidate experience changed over the past 18 months? Because I'm sure, right? We can't. We couldn't do things the way that we did two years ago. So how how have you redefined an ideal candidate experience?
0: It's now in the book. <laughs> yes, it will, it will be. It will be asked very, very soon. <laughs> so uh, let, it to- so yeah, let it so be written. So let it be Amen. <laughs> John, we we can't thank you enough for being our friend for doing this for 30 years congratulations there again and and for sponsoring this podcast people like you have helped us so much along the way and it's really exciting to see all the great things humoriso has going on it's amazing i think your organization has more previous guests than any other company that or any other organization out there i'm fairly certain i probably run the numbers it wouldn't be too hard to do but but we really do appreciate you being part of what we do and I'm sure most of the listeners are connected with you, but if they are not, best way to reach you, Humoriso, anything and everything you want them to know.
2: Well, thank you. And you know, I love you guys. So I'm I'm thrilled that we can be supportive. Um, obviously, Humoriso.com. You can connect with me there online at Twitter, at JB Alive. Um, obviously on LinkedIn, just look up
0: John Baldino HR. We will have all those in the show notes. And then Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there.
1: Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you can find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John?
0: Well, this is usually where I thank the monthly sponsors, so thanks again to Human Reso for sponsoring the John. show. Don't forget, this is going to be Pledge Month. Hashtag listen to HRSH. Share your favorite episodes, and you'll get a prize. I cannot get, guarantee it's going to be a count. <laughs> Count chocolate box. I can't guarantee it's going to be a Lawrence Welk baton. We will figure out something. But as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, com. Listen, rate, review, share, follow. Whatever platform you're on, hit that follow button. You'll get that new episode every week and you can share it to everyone and anyone. International listeners, you know the routine. We'd love to talk to you. Get in touch with us because it's much easier for you to reach out to us than the other way around. All different ways to get in touch. Please do it. John, thanks again for being with us tonight. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect.
0: Give back and network. Network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.